The Red Witch by Samuel Z. Jones Narrated by L.C. Owing Now, my pretty. Red Shakasha tasted the words while she swept out the cages of her basement menagerie. Her collection of dread monsters cowered, giving the Red Witch a wide berth while she went about her chores. It was the fearfully bound servant's day off, and Shakasha was enjoying getting her hands dirty while rehearsing her speech. Now, now, my pretty. The opening was key. The rest would flow naturally. From the upper reaches of her tower, a bell chimed. A malicious grin split the witch's lips, and she addressed the cage monsters, which cowered more in answer. Granny's going out. Behave. She put aside her broom and went upstairs to fetch her Wendigo cloak. Some miles from the witch's tower, which rose like a crooked stone finger from the wilderness, the wedding entourage of Prince Orville and Princess Adriana were on their way to the royal castle. The wedding had yet to occur, but traditionally the waiting prince should ride out to meet the princess on the road, nominally escorting her safely to her own new home. It was a happy procession. The princess entirely reconciled to her role in proceedings and oblivious to the real status of her maidenhead as a political bargaining chip. The prince, likewise, was very glad to learn that his bride was indeed the fairest in all the land, rather than some Uten hybrid of hippo and wolfhound. Attended by knights, ladies, and courtiers, Prince Orville had just offered his nubile princess a beautiful poem, purposely, of the prince's own composing. The princess clapped politely. She would have been distressed to learn that the real author was a minstrel in the royal dungeon, the more that her poem was not of royal provenance. The darkness shadowed the sun. <laughs> the well-practiced cackle of the Red Witch silenced the royal entourage. None saw Red Shakasha appear. She was simply among them. Thunder heralded her arrival. The impossible crash of a storm in the cloudless sky. Horses reared in fright. The princess, riding side-saddled, was thrown to the feet of the Red Witch. Shakasha towered over her leering and conjuring fire in her crimson eyes. Now, my pretty! Shakasha's long-rehearsed speech was interrupted by Prince Orville, lunging his sword at the witch's back. She spun about and parried with her staff, blasting the young prince off his feet in a flash of crimson fire. Wait your turn! Shakasha snapped. When she cleared her throat and addressed the cowering princess, Yes, it is I! Red Shakasha, dread blood witch of Kandokazba. No! <laughs> Prince Orville took the witch's habitual cackle as a chance to interrupt. Witch, what do you want? Shut up! Shakasha kicked the fallen prince peevishly. You've ruined my speech! I've come to snatch your alleged true love and make her into brandy. If she is your true love, you'll rescue her, and then we'll have some fun. Oh, yes, indeed. Come thou with me, my pretty. Seizing the terrified princess by the scruff of the neck, Shakasha stuffed into her magical pocket of her Wendigo cloak and vanished. Her maniacal cackle lingered long after she was gone. Princess Adriane screamed and struggled. 
But in the lightless void of the witch's pocket, there was nothing for her kicking feet and little fists to connect with. Shikasha cackled at the princess's tantrums, the Wendigo cloak carrying her back to her tower too swiftly to exhaust her amusement. Arriving home in a puff of smoke, the witch trotted inside and took off her Wendigo cloak. One quick shake of a cloak deposited Prince Adriane, terrified and disoriented, on the flagstone at the witch's feet. Oh, please, what do you mean to do with me? Ultimately, my dear, I shall turn you into brandy and savor you on a long winter's night. You'll still be alive and conscious, but you'll be nothing more than a fine vintage bottled of my wine collection. The witch punctuated her words with a protracted cackle, giving Adriane time to quail and cower in the contemplation of her fate. But that's for the end, when I've exhausted my fun. Come with me, my pretty. Shikasha closed her steel grip on the princess's wrist, dragging her toward the stairs. Up we go to my study, where well, you'll see what other games I have to play with you. Adriane struggled, but Shikasha only cackled indulgently as she dragged her victim upstairs. In the witch's study, Adriana cringed at the sight of the decor. There stood the red witch's mirror of blood, the spinning wheel on which she wove victims into lingerie. The gore-stained table where so many captives had been restrained for dissection, and by the fireplace a comfy chair within reach of a wine rack and its evil collection. The witch smiled at Adriana's reaction, the princess moaned and sank to her knees, trembling abjectly. Oh, compose yourself! Shikasha went to the wine rack and selected a bottle. This will be you. It's already full of holy water, for there's nothing better for a royal brandy. But I need at least some shreds of your sanity intact. Your flavor will be ruined if you go crazy too soon. Shikasha put the bottle back in its place before advancing to seize her victim by the hair. I was going to put you down with the monsters for a while, but I see that would be too much for you. Come along with me, my pretty. Dragging the princess with her, Shikasha went upstairs to the top of the tower. On the landing outside her bedroom, she commanded Adriana to wait. Stay there. My bedroom is for me and my zombie lingerie. And you're far too pure and virginal to suit that fate. Peasant girls make the best frilly knickers, the little sluts. Take a moment to gather your royal nerves, little one. Shikasha went into her room, leaving the door ajar. After a few moments, the dark and the chill on the spiral staircase overcame Adriana's fears, and she snuck forward to peek into Shikasha's bedroom. The witch had taken off her furry Wendigo cloak and was carefully spreading it on the bed. She looked up when the door creaked, fastening Adriana with a crimson glare. You nosy little tart! I'll find something suitably nasty to cure your curiosity. Just that moment, a crash resounded from the ground floor, the impact and slam of the main door being broken in. Shikasha paused from tormenting her victim and cocked one ear theatrically. Ha, the gallant prince! The witch's red eyes lit up with glee. I'll give you a few moments to compose yourself, my pretty. I must greet your bold true love. Join us downstairs when you're ready.
with another cackle, the witch was gone, materializing in the ground floor hallway of her tower. She appeared with a burst of smoke and a maniacal cackle that shook dust from the rafters, staff blazing in one hand and long ritual knife in the other. Here she found the open door broken in and Prince Orville himself standing in the threshold. A dashing figure he might have cut. A dashing figure he might have cut, resplendent in silks and shining male shirt. He had not dislocated his shoulder, breaking down the door. He leaned against the door frame, brow pale and breathing ragged, left arm hanging useless. Shikasha laughed so hard she could barely stand. Oh, I rather expected better, your highness. I was hoping for a thrilling duel and down the tower. Flashing sword play, daring do, the whole buckle swashed to a shine. I never imagined you might need classes in properly breaking down a door. Kick it in, boy. Don't run at it with your head. God, what a typical king you'd make. But you've looked and wondered on your last dawn. She struck her staff upon the flagstones, causing thunder to crash indoors. Now, your royal highness, I think I shall haul you downstairs and throw you in with the menagerie. So saying, the witch advanced to make good on her threat. Orville lifted his sword valiantly, but the weapon shook in his hand. Shikasha cackled and battled the prince guard aside with her staff slammed him hard against the wall and put her dagger to his throat. You're pathetic! A half-decent fight was the least I expected, but it seems I'll have to content myself with seeing the color of your blood. Don't you hurt him. The princess' frantic wail cut through the witch's gloating. Ah, what's that? The wail of true love and distress. Wonderful! leaving Prince Orville to languish wounds on the flagstones. Shikasha pronounced it at Adriana. The princess fled upstairs again, into the witch's study with Shikasha cackling in pursuit. Darting behind the desk to evade the witch's grasping hand, Adriana took a throwing, the various macabre objects on the desk. You little bitch! I'll do such dreadful things to you! Oh, no! You put that down! Exhausting the improvised missiles on the desk, the princess had turned to Shikasha's wine rack, her hand going at once to the bottle, identified as holy water. I need that for the brandy I shall make of you when I had my other fun, Shikasha yelled, which only prompted Adriane to snap the bottle and throw it with all of her force at the royal arm. Shikasha parried on instinct, her staff shattering the bottle in flight. The scream that arose was far in excess of a mere splash of water. Shikasha reeled, clawed at her face with one hand, flailed at the air with the other, staggering in a circle and shrieking, Hi! I'm melting! Smoke and flames arose from Shikasha's body. Ablaze, she stumbled blindly about the room, knocking over furniture and scorching the gruesome ornaments. Adriana ran to Orville and helped him to his feet. The wounded prince leaned heavily on her as they fled the witch's study. Burning still and screaming damnation, the red witch interdicted with her path downstairs, boarded. Adriana and Orville fled for the stairs going up on the landing of the tower's highest level. In here, quick, 
Adriana flew into the landing's sole door and scrabbled it open. That's the witch's bedroom. We'll shut her out until she's burned to death. They staggered in and bolted the door, muffling the horrific shrieking on the witch downstairs. Adriana helped Orville to the bed, where she smothered him with kisses. Oh, my handsome prince, you're simply my hero, my one true love. The wounded prince tried vainly to fend Adriana off. At length, she flung herself on the bed with her legs akimbo, trilling, take me, take me now. When this only marginally enervated the flagging prince, she grappled him to the mattress and dry humped him frantically. The mechanics of sex were a mystery to the young princess, but she substituted experience with enthusiasm, oblivious to her prince's injuries. His whimpers she mistook for breathless sighs, the weak flailing of his hands for loving caresses, yelping in excitement and disarraying her vestments in orgasmic frenzy. Adriane entirely failed to notice that the agonizing screams of the witch downstairs had abated. Oh, yes, yes, ravish me, deflower me, oh, oh. Shikasha lay amid the wreckage of her study. Her robes were undamaged, the smoke and flames merely illusion. Hearing the orgasmic screams from upstairs, Shikasha had to thrust one fist into her mouth to contain her hilarity. Oh, ah, ah, ah. The sound of energetic abandon changed, suddenly to a scream of pure terror. Shikasha yielded all attempt at self-restraint and rolled about on the floor, hooting with laughter and drumming her heels. Soon the screams were replaced by the wet, munching noises of the Wendigo cloak, culminating in a satisfied belch. Shikasha picked herself up, glanced about the disordered study, then set about tidying it up, cackling to herself occasionally in anticipation of the mess she would find in the bedroom. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to our channel. For more information on sci-fi fantasy authors, short stories, and novels, please visit our website, lcoenbooks.com. LC Owen Books, where thoughts become worlds. The Headsman's Concubine by Samuel Z. Jones.